Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is Pat O. Pat O. How? Well, wait, no, no, that's not how I'm doing this. That's I'm not, not how we're doing it this week. No, I'm not asking how your weekend is yet. Um, so it's gonna be a weird one. I know you guys are used to me asking about how Pat O's weekend was, but we'll we'll get there. We're just gonna dive right into the news. How does that sound? Let's do that. All right. So first and foremost, I want to address this mermaid video that I have seen about, oh, probably 30 times now. Really? Um, yeah. People keep sending it to me. Um, usually I don't I wouldn't share stuff like this to the news. And maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe you guys like that. It's something you can watch. Um, but yeah, allegedly there was a mermaid filmed in Africa. Um, it's just, you know, the links down below. You guys could go check it out. Um, but if you're for some reason you don't want to look at it, it's just like this weird mermaid looking thing that these people are like standing around and um, poking with sticks and it kind of moves a little bit. Um, but, you know, I'm going to say that this is most likely fake. <laughs> um, I would say I don't think your description gave it justice. It's it's very definitely a half human. The top part is a hum- is a live being. Okay. Uh, it's not CGI. It is physically present. Um, it's moving its arms around. It's leaving trails in the sand. Okay. Uh, I'm going to describe it. I'm going to paint a little bit more vivid of a picture here for our audience sure. and not make them think that we're wasting our time, wasting their time talking about nonsense. It's I didn't know about this video until Asher sent it to me. And I think we should share these on the face on the uh, Twitter page more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe if we use the Twitter account as kind of like a news service to some extent then, you know, that might, I don't know, I think that's not a terrible well, idea. back when I was a junior investigator, when I was learning this stuff, you know, I'd, I'd frequent a website every single day, and that was my favorite part was when you got a new video or new pictures, or, yeah. you know, I was very much a visual person, so maybe you're right. Anyway, continue. Yeah, we could repurpose that information posted through our Twitter uh, link, and then we'll be sure. known as people that share this stuff with the world, and maybe some people will use our Twitter account to get these videos. Anyway, um, yeah, I didn't know about this until Asher sent it to me. And uh, I watched it, and I, I thought uh, it's, it's off the coast of Africa, and there's about uh, a couple dozen people standing around this thing. And it's just kind of like barely alive, flailing around a little bit, human top, um, fish-type bottom. And um, to kind of paint a, a, a picture, if you're trying to like imagine it in your head, imagine if like an 11-year-old girl got eaten by a really big fish and like so because that's kind of what it looks like where the fish portion you know it's got like a a a, a waggy tail and everything or like a fish tail that comes up to about its waist right so um one of the explanations i heard was that it 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 looks like a, a human was like kind of like almost eaten by a fish and that's kind of how it looks um you know i don't know if it's real or not i if it's a fake, it's a pretty fucking good fake, right? Um, it really gave me a lot to think about because, you know, what would we, especially given like the the topic of this week's show and what we're going to get into later, you know, if people really did come across this, how long would it kind of just circulate before it got verified or you know especially if they threw this thing back out to sea and there's no remaining physical evidence because i don't know what happened in this thing but yeah. but like if all that exists is this video if this thing was real there's just as much likelihood i feel that it could eventually be lost to like you know the 14 news cycle 
than if it wasn't. Like if if they don't, you know, outside of like some kind of like zoo or like you know high highly credentialed scientists coming down and finding this thing and dragging it to a laboratory and then coming off with a press conference saying that this is one hundred percent real and we have found evidence of a mer civilization coexisting with us on this planet outside of that happening what are we going to believe what kind of video would you believe in because a lot of the comments that i saw on the youtube channel on the on the youtube version of this video with people kind of just trying to discredit it their explanations were like so ridiculously arbitrary they were like well you know people wouldn't really stand around like that if they saw a mer person they'd be acting differently how the fuck do you know you know what i mean or like well those you hear those sounds that it's making those aren't really realistic mer person sounds those are fake sounds like okay that's definitely one opinion but i we don't know like how how would you know that you know we don't know how people would react in that situation we don't know what a mer person would really look like or how it would behave if washed upon land you know what i mean um if this really is our first like a, a, a early documented brush with the unknown how can you expect anything? How can you expect it to look or act or anything like that? Right? You were we're we're breaking new ground with this with this video, you know. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say that I'm fifty fifty on this one. Well, I I think I appreciate the fact that you are um, entertaining the idea of it. Um, you know, I I agree with your points of what you're saying. That's I, that's my argument for the Patterson Gimlin film all the time is that it looks strange because it is strange. Right. We're not used to seeing that, and so it doesn't matter how clear a footage of something will have if it looks too good to be true, then we're just going to be like, well, it's fake. Then, um, you know, with this video in particular, there are a few problems that I have with it. Um, I mean, at one point in time, you know, you can when when it's breathing you can there's like a shot of it there's like all these different angles of it um you can see where like the stomach is separating from like the waistband of the tail and it's like and it had the tail has a waistband you know and and that makes it obvious um and then you can see things like well i mean just like the way that the fins move just the way it's moving anyway like why is it doing that what's it doing well what should that like you said what should it do i don't fucking know you know and then it's i mean it's also obviously has lungs like that is a dead giveaway for me it doesn't have gills anywhere we see it's very clear footage we could see it and when it's breathing its chest is i mean it, there's no gills um so how is it living underwater away from us if it if it has to breathe air you know i you know i just um i'm just i mean i'm not buying it i just don't subscribe to mermaids uh, that's another thing i'm also biased because i don't subscribe to them yeah i mean i don't i can't argue the biology because i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know if how one should look if it came upon land like you know i remember when you and i were talking uh a long time ago we were talking about cryptids and we brought up siren head and i how i had convinced my kid many years ago he's he's old enough now to know better that me and his godfather when we were boy scouts came across it in the woods and fought it yeah and you were like talking about how ridiculous siren head is a cryptid because biologically nothing would ever be created with the siren for a head yeah <laughs> you're right. like come on like why would something exist in nature that has a siren for a head <laughs> And I was like, that's, you're right, but like, wow, it just sick the fucking air out of the room, Ash. You're just like, can't we just pretend like there's a siren head? Um, 
and i think that like with the with the mermaid i guess like that's something that you know maybe we should have looked at when we did the show is like okay following biology as we know it what would a mer person have to look like what would their breathing have to look like what would their eyes have to look like you know what i mean um to 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 operate it at such depths and stuff like what would you i know? feel like we did start talking about that or maybe we didn't i thought i had brought up the skin point and may, maybe I, I might not have maybe we just didn't get into that um like one thing that i know for sure is like a mermaid can't have you ever seen a dead body when it's been sitting in the water for a long time yeah the skin slops off it, human skin is not made to be just living in water they would have to have different skin right. or it would just slough right off you know so i mean that's another thing too i mean you know with this particular video um i i was willing to entertain the idea that there could potentially maybe it's something that i don't give enough credit to because mermaid lore has a lot of the same um indicators that other things that i do believe exist have so um you know maybe i i am wrong for saying that this one thing exists but like this doesn't um but i feel like i would just need some pretty good evidence to say otherwise um but you know as far as this particular video goes um i just don't think it is one it's a good fake it's good it fake. is and they got it you know they got some extras i mean they they got some yeah. uh you know they put a cast together yeah for sure i mean it always seems weird why somebody would put this much effort into faking something i you know i agree with that but what do you guys think um again the video is down below and, and we're gonna post it on twitter why not <laughs> sure <laughs> go follow us on twitter at wednesday's talk um anyway uh so there's that that was that was one of the news i guess pretty good news this week i'm, I'm excited about um what's to follow okay um so this one's um only really cool i guess if you're into this type of thing but there's a group in louisiana who is very adamant that the ivory-billed woodpecker which went extinct back in 2019 i believe or actually it might have been officially last year um they're saying that it's not extinct as a matter of fact they have seen it they have located um the ivory-billed woodpecker um which if you don't know is what woody the woodpecker is he's an mm. ivory-billed woodpecker mm-hmm and uh, they're saying that, no, actually, this thing is not extinct. We know it's not. We've seen it. We're studying it. And they've got a um, uh, paper that's going through to be peer-reviewed. And if you don't know, peer-reviewed in science means that other scientists say, yeah, this checks out. This is for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a pretty good chance that it's bring, being brought back from extinction, um, but probably in very low numbers. So um, why does that matter? Because that's cryptozoology, you guys. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've... I've talked about it before we've talked about other animals that have been brought back from extinction um but but it is you know those are animals that that science says these can't exist anymore because extinction when you say that something is extinct it's an entire process it's not like they just go oh well we ain't seen it so it's gone um you know it's it's a whole process to prove that something is extinct or is not um and even then um animals can get classified as, as extinct if um you know they just believe that it's such a small population that they won't be able to breed to create a you know to continue thriving mm -hmm. um you know but uh it is it's the same same process as cryptozoology um extinct animals uh do resurface all the time and even ones that are familiar and famous like uh woody the woodpecker you know people probably see that kind of bird a lot and don't even realize that they're classified as extinct and don't report it 
and they just go, oh, whatever, there's Woody the Woodpecker. So I thought that was cool. Cryptids flying around right underneath your fucking nose. You don't even know about it. <laughs> They're sneaky, those Bigfoot flying around <laughs> under your nose. And Well, no, you bring up an excellent point. Like, anytime, anytime you prove science to be fallible i think we need to we need to stop and acknowledge that even sure. no matter how small a victory it is because right. if the little ones are there then the big ones could be there too it makes even it makes all the more case for it exactly. you know what i mean I, I, that, that's that's and that was my point of bringing that one up so yeah um let's go to something a little more uh, a little more interesting um so a boy in Argentina, a three-year-old boy, uh, went missing for the afternoon. He told his mom he, he was wearing a superhero cape or something and was like, I'm going to go look for superheroes. And she was like, cool. She just thought he would go play around the neighborhood. And um, he ended up going missing. And she was frantic looking for him. And when she found him, um, somebody had saved him from drowning in a, you know, some type of little body of water or whatever. But the thing about it was, was that this body of water was two miles away two miles away from the home a three-year-old boy made it two miles away from the home um, with his dog his dog was there and uh, a couple reasons why i'm sharing this story for one the mother is convinced that that he was kidnapped and uh drowned by a creature known as the the pombero which is a goblin oh i'm very well versed in el pombero you know oh yeah you brought him up before yeah that's crazy okay yeah, and so that's and she's convinced that 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 this Pombero came and and took her son and tried to drown him two miles away. She said, "There's no way in hell her three year old child walked two miles by himself, especially because there." She said, "There's seven fences and two mountains in between their home and this body of water. Oh it's my not lord, possible. Pombero is. I used to live next door to El Pombero. El Pombero is very real." Pombero is very real. We used to leave camel lights and fucking bottles of Captain Morgan on his doorstep so he, yeah. so he would not impregnate my lady friends when they spent the night. Actually, actually, blue checkmark fucking Mike Vandervelt was El Pombero. We found out about, I don't know how we found out about this thing, but we found out about it. Probably from, not to be, probably from one of the cooks at work or something but like oh, we found out about this thing and we looked it up look up el pombero there's some really great artwork about him online too he's uh uh a hairy because <laughs> mike's fucking hairy as shit like a hairy like uh ne'er-do-well that uh mischief maker in south american countries and uh you have to like appease him with cigars and, and liquor <laughs> Otherwise, he's been known to crawl in through the window at night and impregnate women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible... No uh, joke, man. Don't fuck around without Bob Merrill. He'll knock up your that, old lady. You'll get caught. Yeah, you'll get stuck that, raising uh, that fucking thing. You know? That Mike Vanderbilt, let me tell you, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's the door. He only leaves through the bedroom window, but he walks. he'll walk his ass in right through the fucking room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah so that's what this i mean and yes pat that's a very great description of, of what this thing is it's like a you know little person over here we know them as like um Pukwudgie and dwinde and you know little like kind of fake folk um you know and they have something very similar over there and so she believes that he was he was taken by um the pombero and she thinks and she went and got him exercised and all kinds of stuff because she thinks that her son is now impure yeah uh, but, you know, the other part of this that I wanted to share was that when he was found, again, he was found by a passerby, um, you know, I know the little boy was wearing the cape, but his dog, he, the passerby knew because the dog was freaking out. The dog was trying to save him from drowning. 
How, how sweet is that? How nice? How, how wholesome? And that was his dog from his house? It's his dog, yeah. So he, he traveled two miles with the dog. With the dog, yeah. Now, that just sounds like the mom's fucking trying to act like there was a supernatural reason she her kid, <laughs> she was neglectful of her child. <laughs> like, they're three years old? Holy fuck. Like, three-year-old years, three year old kids are not like, yeah, go run around the neighborhood. Three-year-old kids are still fucking stupid. Like, yeah, that was bad. That was bad on her part, and then she tries to come up with a supernatural explanation for it. I don't think so. It could be. It That's could crazy, be. though, that the dog would follow it the whole way. That's a good dog. That's a, right. That that's a very good boy, and I hope that he is rewarded handsomely. Well, he's and he is. Everybody's praising the dog, right? Um, because good for him. Because if it wasn't for the dog, that kid would have drowned to death, and sure. who knows what else? And probably way before that. Who knows? That dog was probably kicking ass trying to keep up with that kid. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. In the pub barrel, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I thought that was a that was a neat story. Um, and this one again, good stories this week. I'm excited. Um, so there's a place called uh, Walsh Walsh while Staten, while Stanton, I can't say it. Anyway, it's in Brit. It's in fucking Great Britain. Who cares? Um, except they are having a rash of clown sightings. Remember those? Jesus, not again. Remember those? These yeah, dudes need to get of, laid. A group of school kids said that a white van pulled up to them, oh. um, and and they were wearing clown masks, not makeup, but clown masks, and trying to get them to see if they wanted a ride. It seems like that's not the only group it seems like this these these sightings these clown people have been propositioning other people but they're not always dressed up as clowns sometimes it's just people in white vans let me say something if you're fucking weird right if you're a fucking weirdo you're a sex trafficker you're a pedophile whatever it is you're trying to pick up kids or whatever in this day and age in 2022 why would your dumbass go out and buy a white van <laughs> you know why I, would you do that? I actually so uh i need to i need to get a new uh I currently drive the Millennium Falcon. It's got 175,000 miles on it, no AC. It's a fucking 10-year-old Ford Escape, gray. And I need to get a new vehicle, right? And uh, new vehicles are very hard to come by right now because of some fucking computer chip stuff. And um, I have the side business as a general contractor, and I need a ladder rack, right? So the other alternative into getting like a pickup truck or something, which are super expensive and super hard to come by, was to get a van or like a um, utility van, like a serial killer van. Exactly, that's why yeah. I didn't get. I'm like, yeah, let's, you know, because I didn't want to pull the trigger on that either. Because I'm like, that fucking guy. It's a fucking serial killer van. It's a white <laughs> van with a ladder rack on the top. I can't drive around in that thing. Like, right? <laughs> you right. kidding me? Like. Why are they, I mean, you know, I don't know where the mystery of the white van started. I, maybe I should look into that and let you guys know just as a one-off. I'm curious now. But, like, yeah, if you're going to go around picking up fucking kids or whatever, being weird with your, I mean, unless, like, you're purposefully doing it to freak people out. Like, then I could understand. Okay, then you get the white van. But, like, why else would you get a fucking white van? Dude, I know bands that had the same issue because band's looking to go on tour right you get a little bit of scratch together and you're like okay instead of renting a renting a van every time we got to go somewhere renting a trailer let's get a van for the road right (laughs) and and when you're looking at stuff that fits that need that's for sale the white serial killer van sure as shit there's always one for sale in the the paper but uh none of the bands i know ever pulled the trigger on it for that same reason because oh now we're gonna go across state lines in this fucking thing now we're gonna pull up in strange towns we're gonna be the dudes with fucking tattoos and wallet chains and shit like (laughs) rolling up in there's other colors besides white than vans right yeah (laughs) 
windowless you too. Can, you can, right. You can yeah. get different color. You know, there's all kinds. There's a whole world of vans out there. Why would you choose the white vans? I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the with the with the clown sightings. Um, if they continue, but the police are are now you know on the lookout, patrolling and. Will anything come of it? Probably not, just like every other time we've had clowns. This happens. This phenomena happens over and over and over again. Um, Lauren Coleman did a, a good uh, a good case study on it about how the clown sightings seem to pop up every couple of years. And I guess, you know, they weren't, you know, 2016 was the last time. I guess we're overdue. So uh, here it is again. But, yeah. uh, that's my news for the week. Pet, oh, how was your weekend? I spent it in the company of greatness. It was awesome. It was, did you? Yes, I did. Your family? No. <laughs> <laughs> my in-laws? Yeah, so uh, as I made, made mention before, my in-laws are uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, because I'm, I'm, my my vacation is, is unfortunately coming to an end, uh, I actually just got fingerprinted today. And even though this is technically our 420 episode, uh, it's not going to follow in the footsteps of past 420 episodes because... I have to study for an upcoming drug test as well. So I'm going back to work soon and uh, decided that this is probably one of the last chances I get to hook up with Asher's anytime soon. So uh, when we went to Fort Wayne for Easter, made it a point to uh, take one of those days and travel to Ohio and visit my favorite co-host in the world. And then you and I went to Loveland, Ohio. We did follow up on our uh, Frogman episode and and see mm-hmm. see the sights for ourselves. We went frogging. <laughs> we did go frogging. <laughs> I, I realized this on the as I was driving home last night back to Chicago. You make an excellent road trip partner. You didn't fart. You didn't complain about my music. We talked the entire time. You, you could you could imagine after listening to the show for uh, you know a year and a half, like we have a very good repertoire. So it's not like we can't hold a conversation together. So the car ride was like enjoyable and, and brief felt I brief. We've ever had like dead air amongst each other. No uncomfortable silences. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But we weren't in the car for very long. So, I mean, you can't, you can't say that farting would never happen. So um, there's that. <laughs> I'm not rude. That's just rude. I mean, come on. Well, you know, Hey, when you got a, when you got a toot, you got a toot, but yeah, this if was, to, this yeah. was our first time. Like the first time I went out to date and like me and you just like kind of, drove to the liquor store <laughs> and hung out and and got drunk and then when we yeah. hung out in uh marietta we met up there we didn't we traveled separately so um this was our first time yeah. kind of going over the, over the road together and hopefully oh, the first of many because this was uh this was my first time kind of going to like i guess i don't know like we have bachelor's grove here in chicago which is like a really big haunted spot I've gone to that a couple times, but um, this was my first time like going doing this type of thing. Oh, I feel bad for you. It was not a good experience. It, it, it wasn't a bad experience. Let me just say that. Just it wasn't very interesting, um, you know. And uh, that it was disappointing. I was disappointed that, that that there was nothing really interesting about the Loveland Frog area. Well, yeah, I you know I think I when I was packing for this thing, like I packed like all kinds of crazy like frog capturing gear. Yeah. And I don't know what I expected. Like, I think I expected there to be a designated area, like where we would like a holler or something where we yeah. would like go in and like there would be like the river and then there'd be like a cave and the frogs would be in the cave or something like there would be something concrete for us to explore. 
And there wasn't because the whole area is very, um, it's like an upscale suburb of Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah, gentrified yeah i mean very you know. yeah and, very uh, very much now, so and i was surprised by that because i've never like i've the only reason why i know about loveland ohio period ever point blank is because of the frog man like it's not because of anything else so i i expected it to be kind and even like when i was looking at it on google maps i guess i didn't look for, far enough to see that there's a whole fucking city right there but like i'm like seeing like industrial areas and i'm like okay cool that's a good sign mm-hmm. um you know but then we get there and like yeah there's industrial area but like half a mile away from that little stretch of industrial is a whole little hipster city (laughs) yeah it very much had like the built-up college town vibe it was all recent construction it was uh condos it was uh you know uh like places to to go kayaking up and down the river and once i saw that i'm like we're not finding fucking anything on this river because they do kayaking tours and I'm sure that would, you know, if there was active frogmen about. You hear about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what, what was interesting that Ash was pointed out was that there was, while there was all this stuff, the one thing there was absolutely no sign of is any recognition of the town's history. None. Yeah. Yeah. Which was very odd. You think that someone would have put up a statue or, or done something or named. Just a placard like, hey, this is where it happened. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't do that. And uh that I think, you know, kind of tied into what I had get what my impression was of um when we did the actual Love One Frogman episode was that there really seemed to be an effort to kind of suppress or dismiss the story. Uh you had the witness from the the police officer witness from the 1970s sighting recant his story uh 30 years later, right? And then you had the situation with the 2016 sighting where the kids supposedly, where, where we get where we get the photograph from, yeah, um, where kids were out playing Pokemon Go and they came across this thing in the river and they took video of it that uh, they got some pretty good pictures out of, some pretty good stills out of. And that story was later, on, if you go on Wikipedia, it says that that story was debunked, although... All of the, you know, all of the, all of the online newspapers, like the local papers from Loveland that covered the initial sighting in 2016, they never printed a retraction. They never printed anything saying that this was not true or that someone had taken back their story or it was disproven or whatever. Um, There's really no evidence of the 2016 sighting being disproven or being written off as a, as a, as a hoax, except for on the Wikipedia page, right? So it, it kind of was like, well, you know, well then how was it disproven? Where, who did the guys change their story? Where was that covered? Who did they tell that they changed their story to? Why is this on Wikipedia, but nowhere else? And then when you see the town kind of like this upscale yuppie, like, you know, uh, hipster town having, wanting absolutely no connection to it whatsoever, it makes a little bit more sense. We're like, no, they don't want to be known as Loveland home of the frogmen. Mm-hmm. They want to be Loveland, the upscale, like one hundred percent white fucking suburb of Cincinnati. Cincinnati, right? Yeah. The homes there are fucking beautiful. And, well, they they kind of go back and forth. You do have like sure. the shitty old school houses, but you have a lot of really nice new construction fucking mansions. Um, and that was super interesting too. Like that's that's what Loveland is, and that that river is like, you know, we had a real hard time trying to figure out where we were going to kind of. Like, well, not necessarily park, but getting close to the river because so many, uh, 
people's homes. It's private property. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Even where we did end up being had a really old, decrepit, no trespassing sign. Well, where we finally parked in the industrial area. That's what we ended up having to stick to, kind of. All those pictures you see of us are in the uh, industrial area portion. The industrial area, right. And so, I mean, it was a really weird, like, there's nowhere that you can really readily get out and park and, and go hang out at. You know, at least at some other places, and we'll, I'll kind of get into some of them. Um, you know, they got spots, they got places that you can go and kind of, you know, see these things. This this did not have that. If you had no idea that this happened, you would have no idea that it happened. Like, right. there's no sign, sign of it at all. Um, you know, and it, it's, it is very strange, even like the only place that we assume maybe where the, um, the bridge sighting took place with the three, with the wands, mm-hmm. um, it's right there. It sits right there at a park that they were having like park cleanup day or something. I think maybe, I think maybe the men in black heard us talking about it last week and they sent all those people out there on that <laughs> Friday because they knew we were going to be there. Jeremiah, Jeremiah did it. And <laughs> See? Um, but no, it was weird. Me and Pat are like walking around trying to figure out how to kind of get to this bridge. Because the bridge now is all, I mean, it's just a, it's like a road and there's, but there's like overgrowth. There's really nowhere that you can like readily enter and like be in that area. I mean, it's just like bam river. And it could have been because the river was also very high um, because all the rain, but well, not know, only like a bunch of people hanging out and I'm like, we're not going to find a frog man right here. We got to right. go back there. And the river is like 10 feet below there's like a 10 foot drop off from where everything is. So like you can kind of like, you can kind of like walk up, but then there's like a bunch of like, I, I, you know, I brought that grappling hook and we really should have fucking used it because that's how we would get down to the, to the, like the riverside is we would have to do it because there was no stairs or anything. It was just like, you know, almost like a, um, a 10 foot dirt drop off, but it's a little gradual to where you think, Hey, maybe I can scuttle down there. If you were a teenager, you know, you could kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like bound your way down. Like I did see yeah. some graffiti on the other side on the underside of the bridge. So, you know, that like kids went down there and got high and shit. And like, that's where they would hang out. Well, I told you, I saw actual stairs on the other side of the river where you could get to, but like I said, it, I think that there is a bottom. I think you can get down to the bank. It's just that the water had risen above that bank. Um, due to the flooding and we saw the property like that one house where it had a very easy slope to get down to that bank and probably you could probably walk it if the water wasn't so high it's probably flat right there um so i mean there are spots and we didn't really pry because we're not gonna go walk waltzing through people's backyards in trump country ohio um (laughs) but (laughs) you know it's there um you know but but other things you know were very strange i'm still I mean, it's silly and probably small, but I'm still so tripped out. There, there's sand around the river. Yeah, I didn't. I know you thought that was fucking something. I still think it's so fucking weird, and I'll <laughs> I'll tell you why. Here's the thing: rivers have sand, right? Where, wherever you have running water and rocks, you have sand. Period. That's normal. Um, but again, I'm I'm here in Ohio. I know what the weather's been like. I know that that river was overflown. I know it was. And so I know that there's so much that we did not see in the ground there. And that's where all the sand is at normally. It's not fucking way away from the goddamn water. It was just weird. They just had these patches of sand just at at these places. And I thought that that was really strange. Is that because they're trying to track something? I don't know. I wonder if it was something to avoid like er erosion or or to, to, 
instead of mud or something. I don't know. I don't know. But if we that... have tornadoes and windy weather all the time. Like that doesn't make sense. Sand is not a good thing to put down for stuff like that. Yeah. Dirt uh, is. Sand is not. Yeah, so I don't know. I was trying to read about it and trying to see why they would put sand up above. It's not at the riverbanks. It's like up above the riverbanks. It's on the it ledge. So yeah. Right. It was so strange. It just didn't really make any sense to me. Um, you know, why why that was there. And I mean, I would be willing to bet if you walked along that whole fucking river, you'd continue to see it. Yeah. We didn't do that, but you know, if if we had, you probably Fuck would no. still continue to see these patches of sand. So what I do you think that we're losers. Weird. We had shit to do. We were like Yeah, we had a <laughs> castle to go visit. The right. castle was way cool. We went to the Loveland Castle and it was really neat. Um Yeah, it was. There's supposedly ghosts there. I took a picture outside. Pat, I haven't even showed you this. Maybe I should. No, you did. Oh, did I? The ghost? Yeah. I I caught a ghost. It's probably lens flare, but it could be a ghost. Sure. There were no ghosts in the porta potty. I can verify that. Are you sure? Uh, I mean, if they did, they were, they kept their mouth shut. (laughs) They just enjoyed the show. (laughs) It was cool. The one thing I, 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 uh, that I learned, which actually put a whole different spin on that whole castle, was that the reason that castle was built was because that guy was trying to resurrect King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table, and he it's it's he thought that you know uh, American society society needed chivalry, and he was going to start the American branch of the Knights of the Round Table, and that castle was to serve as its headquarters. And that is why he built that castle. And that is such a fucking nutball. But kind of, you know, okay, that's neat. But it's also really crazy. Um, Reason to undertake something that massive was that's what he thought he was doing. He was trying to bring back the the Knights of the Grail, I think was what he called it. Um, Which is like a whole other can of worms to get into. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's where it's at. I mean... When you look, when you read about the guy, I mean, he was a he was a medievalist, um, like historian or whatever. He had he had um, traveled around during World War One, mm-hmm. and you know, gotten inspiration from other places to do it or whatever. And so he decided to come back to Ohio and was like, "I'm gonna fucking do this." But it's old. I mean, it is from the 1920s. It's old as hell. And then totally left it in the hands of his hill jack fucking relatives to, oh, God. <laughs> to run. <Yeah. laughs> Whoever those people were, yeah, fucking weird. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want? It was neat. It's it's a cool place to check out. Um, it was something know, to do. It was. It was. Yeah. It was cool. I liked it. Um, but anyway, yeah, Loveland. I mean, they have a castle, but then they don't talk about the fucking frog at the castle or anywhere. They don't talk about the frog anywhere. Yes. Um, so very um very disappointing that they didn't. Now, Pat, you then took a trip somewhere else. Right. So, and this is where I kind of got the inspiration for this week's episode is because, so that was Friday, Saturday. Um, and when I was, when I was explaining it to my, my in-laws and everything, you know, they were kind of like busting my balls a little bit, but not too bad because they don't want to get into a shit talking contest with me. But, uh, but my son had pulled up a cryptid video and saw that Indiana, which is where we were at, their state cryptid is this giant turtle. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a pond with a giant turtle around here. So I didn't really know the story. And I, I pulled it up, and it was the Beast of Busco. And um, my wife goes, oh, true Busco? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, that's 10 minutes away from here. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And she goes, yeah, it's just north of here. So on Saturday, we got up, 
and we drove up to Churubusco. And what was so interesting about that, and I have pictures that I haven't posted. I didn't really know what to do with them, but I, I guess I'll post. I'll, I'll send them to you, and if you want to use them in conjunction with the show or whatever, we can. Sure. But Churubusco leans fucking hard into this story, right? That when you when you see the sign "Welcome to Churubusco," there's a fucking turtle on it, right? Uh, they have turtle days every June where it's a four day festival celebrating turtles and the, and the beast of Churubusco. And there's a statue that we took a picture next to. And I have a picture of a, a medical park where there's a dentist's office and there's a turtle on the sign. Like, Oh my God, these people could not be more into their cryptid that's in their town. Like it is, it's not necessarily like what the economy is based around, right? It's not like this town is, sure. you know, barely hanging on by a thread. And, and this is the, no, yeah. but this, <laughs> this is something that like, they're very, very into. And the story with the beast of uh, Busco, if you're not familiar, is that in 1898, so a very, like 120 years ago, over 120 years ago, a farmer named Oscar Folk claimed to have seen a giant turtle living in the seven acre lake on his farm just north of Churubusco, Indiana. He told others about it, and uh, eventually they just kind of dropped the whole thing, right? Well, 50 years later, in 1948, two citizens were fishing on the lake, and they reported seeing another, seeing the huge turtle. Now, one of those two was a clergyman, and so when, when he came forth with the story, it had a lot of weight in town. People believed it, right? And it uh, turned into a huge media circus. Uh, the The story about it went out on the wire, uh, wire services, and people from everywhere came to look at this thing. Um, the Coast Guard came out, uh, people from the Cincinnati Zoo, um, Time Magazine, I think, came out, or Life Magazine, I think, came out. Like, it was like a huge deal. And people saw it, Right. Um, it, it was, I mean, they, 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 they tried to lure it out with food and that didn't really work. They tried to put a female turtle in there to lure it yeah. out, which like, how fucked up is that? Imagine if you were that female turtle, like Jesus Christ, you're leading me into like <laughs> get banged by this giant fucking alligator turtle. And that didn't work. They, they dragged the lake with a net and that caught it, but then it broke free and everyone saw it catch it. And then it broke free. And then they tried to, um, they tried to uh, drain the lake, but the pump fucked up. That whole thing didn't really work. They never ended up catching it. Uh, they think that it's still there. They think it might have died in the in the lake draining process. Some people, and this is something that I forgot to mention about uh, when we were in Loveland. So I'm starting, the more I travel around the United States for this shit, the more I'm, I, I love the Midwest. I love driving around. It goes back to like when I was in a band and, and going on tour and stuff like you know, I, I wasn't raised to uh, like in the backseat of a car or anything, but it's something in my, my 20s and older I've really grown to appreciate. And I love seeing the way that nature kind of changes around you when you go to different parts of the country. Sure. When you go down south and especially when we were in Loveland, but when you go to Kentucky, you see a lot more. Um, you start to see the mountains come in. Yeah. And you start to see the hills. Loveland was very, very hilly. Okay. Yeah. And one thing that I remember saying to Asher's when we were driving in during on on that road was where there's you know we started to see the hills come in, and it's like oh well where there's hills there's caves, right? Um, yeah. And 
that something that uh, people theorize where the Beast of Busco could have gone is I guess there's a lot of underground caves in that area. And they think that it could have gone under into one of these cave systems and then traveled to a different lake or whatever, um, which is an interesting parallel between the two towns. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. We went out and we, we took pictures of the statue and shit. Um, I was able to go to the farm where uh, this thing was found. It's private property, but, like, we can fucking... Oh, that's cool. I wasn't that worried about it. Like, the, it, actually, it had rained so much that the lake had flooded over and it to the other side of the like the road itself was like flooded like there was there was like water like you could drive through it but um and there was frogs all over the place too which i thought was funny was it really yes that's awesome <laughs> i didn't know that you didn't tell me that no which i mean it makes sense given like the ecology of the area <laughs> i was like now we're seeing frogs right but uh we didn't see one fucking frog in loveland not one. Oh yeah i got out of the car and the first hot first thing that happened when i stepped in the water was a frog jump because i probably fucking scared it i was like <laughs> look at these fucking things but uh yeah it was just it was really interesting the accessibility i mean i didn't see the the, the fucking giant turtle i mean but uh it was interesting to see how some communities accept it you know, and when you look yeah. at the amount of evidence for Loveland versus Churubusco, Busco, um, you know, both of them have a handful of sightings over a long period of time. Loveland's kind of got a little bit more steam underneath it because it had something recently. Churubusco hasn't really seen a sighting. And anything seriously documented or verified since 1948, I mean, that's like yeah. 65 years ago. But they still have the festivals every year. They still, you know, really embrace it as part of their culture. Loveland doesn't even want to talk about it. And I honestly think they're changing the Wikipedia page to lie about it, you know? Um, and I think that's just, that's, it's such a great juxtaposition about the way that we view the paranormal and the way that we, the way that we, people really embrace these topics or shun them and don't even want to talk about them, you know? Um, and that's kind of how I, why I wanted to do this episode, you know? <laughs> I think it's a good one. I think people are interested in, knowing places that they can go to to kind of get a more hands-on experience i mean yeah you can read the books and watch the documentaries and listen to the podcast or whatever but it's fun to be at, at like out and in it go to the place you know go to the place and do the thing right even if it's gimmicky you know gimmicks are fun i like a gimmick that's that's my deal um and maybe that's the big driving force that got me into this um sure. you know because you know it's i, I like that um you know but there are towns that have used it to to capitalize on it and um I guess I'll jump into the probably the lengthiest part of the um, of this is obviously Point Pleasant, right. Um, right? You know, we know that that has just become over overrun with Mothman, right? It's a, it's the Mothman town. Um, you go there, they got the statue, they got the museum there. You could go and get a Mothman ice cream. There's a Mothman coffee shop. There's a Mothman pizza place. Um, you know, it's it's all it's all throughout the town, and then you can go down to the TNT area where some of these sightings took place, and you can walk around there or whatever. Um, I don't recommend it. Uh, most of it's private property. Only go to the one that the the area that the museum owns, but you can, you know, you can go down there and see it for yourself. And uh, <clears throat> you know, we I've kind of talked about in in other things that I've I've been on other shows and things like that. How the residents they fucking hate it. They hate it. Yeah. Uh, they're not a big fan. They they just want people to leave them alone and stop coming to their area and leaving fucking beans at the Mothman statue. Like, <laughs> they, <laughs> they're so sick of it, um, you know. And and but at the same time, 
the Moss Band Festival makes up the entire revenue of the entire town for the whole year. It is that important. So that's why I don't, and I know we've kind of talked about this before, and you say that it's because of the Silver Bridge collapse, but like you would think that, like, hey, fucking smile when Pete when when tourists come to town. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be an angry townie, then you're going to lose your fucking economy. You know? Yeah. Um, well, unless you have, unless you are working a booth or selling food or something, unless you're working at the Mothman Festival, nobody there is local. Nobody. They all leave. They, they avoid that area the whole weekend. They don't go down to the festival. They don't hang out. They've got nothing else going on, but they won't go to the only fucking festival they have all year. Um, you know, they just don't. They just distance themselves. And, yeah, we've talked about it. It's because for them, that Mothman statue in the middle of town is a symbolism for the family members and shit that they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting, though, is that, you know, most of the people that died on the Silver Bridge collapse were actually Ohioans. They weren't <laughs> from West Virginia. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I don't know why they're so butthurt about it, um, but I agree with you. They might as well just suck it up and enjoy it. But Mothman and Point Pleasant didn't become a thing until the Mothman Prophecies movie. Like, sure, it started gaining steam when John Keel wrote the book about it in the 70s, or when he released it in the 70s. But it was it was when they made that terrible Mothman movie that that everybody started flooding the town thinking, oh, well, I can go and see, you know, um, what happened here. There, there's a rumor, you know, I can't really say if it's a rumor or not. Um, I should know this, but I haven't been able to verify it, that at one of the the showings of the Mothman Prophecies movie in some town somewhere the same night of the premiere of the movie, there was a bridge collapse. I think it was in like Minnesota or something, um, mm. but I don't I don't really remember. Um, I should have researched that a little bit more. So I think that that also probably propelled the popularity of it um, was that people are like, oh, holy shit, that thing did cause that bridge to collapse. Let's go see where it was filmed. It wasn't filmed in Point Pleasant um, at all. I'm sure it was filmed in Toronto or something. Right. It wasn't even filmed there. But if you go to the museum, like there's an entire, the biggest section of the museum is shit from the movie, like props and stuff from the movie. And people are all into it. They're like, what is this? I saw that in the movie. And it's like, really? You know, but, um, but overall, I mean, for the most part, you know, they've, they've embraced it. I mean, that's one of the theories is that maybe the town just capitalized off of Mothman and that's why they keep it around is because it was just people seeing a sandhill crane. Um, but you know, they, they've learned to use it because they were a dying city and didn't have anything else. Um, but I'll tell you that the Mothman stuff is what, because it's so popular. Mothman festival is the biggest, the biggest cryptid event that there is hands down bigger than than fucking cryptid con is the biggest event of the entire country and people have seen how well it, it's done and uh, i'm not saying that other towns didn't have monsters and things but it's definitely been the inspiration for other people to kind of embrace that um you know when a neighbor to this is then uh braxton county um the flatwoods monster you know they started doing uh, a braxy bazaar a festival every year they also have a little museum there um which is interesting that you can make an entire museum out of one sighting you know <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty neat it's not big i'll tell you that um it's not big at all but they have absolutely capitalized on this thing um you know they got the big chairs around town that they want people to walk around and take pictures with and things like that um they've got you know they've got an ice cream place called the spot and i think people assume that that's where the sighting took place it wasn't it's close but it's not quite the place you can't go to the actual it's private property 
Um, but you know, they've started to try to capitalize on this and cause they see how well Mothman's done and they're like, well, we can, we got our own. We're going to call it Braxy. You know, I don't even think that the Flatwoods monster was even called Braxy until they started marketing it that way. And, um, you know, but now they've got the Bigfoot museum right there on the same street actually. Um, and so now they're going to do, they're doing a Bigfoot festival there every year also, which I think is a really good idea for West Virginia, because let me tell you, I've been to the Braxy Bazaar and it's a very small festival. I probably won't go back unless maybe I'm invited to speak or something. I probably won't. It's it's too far. I probably wouldn't bend a table there because it wouldn't be worth it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think I'd go back. I'll go back to Braxton County. Um, you know, I, I like it there. It's a shithole, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's all right. Um, you know, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't spend a whole weekend there doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they, they haven't had as much success, um, as Mothman has. I don't, I think it's because it's in the middle of nowhere and it really fucking is. I mean, really fucking is. There's nothing else to do. Um, to the point to where somebody, some random person on Instagram messaged me and said, Hey, I am going to this event in, uh, in Flatwoods and, you know, I was trying to figure, and it's not the Braxy Bazaar, it's some taxidermy event or something that was held at like a hotel that was kind of in the area. And they're like, and when I went to go look to see what what there was to do in the area, you're the only person that showed up online, period. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's actually kind of, that's kind of neat. Um, but, you know, I thought that was, that was cool. And it's true. There's really nothing else going on, um, you know, but they're trying to, they're trying to gentrify the area more. I see what they're doing. And I think that that's good that they're trying to um, make it a big thing. Now, going back to a one that's been successful is actually the um the falk monster and, and falk arkansas the beast of boggy creek mm-hmm. that guy's become very popular but guess what it has a movie tied to it and if you don't know Legend the of beast... boggy creek yeah right if you don't know the, if you don't know the beast of boggy creek it's a bigfoot that like absolutely terrorized these people um you know i guess somebody got injured or something you know i will we'll tell it one day but um, yeah, I mean, it's become like a big thing as Bigfoot, this mean Bigfoot that was aggressive towards people. And there's lots of good evidence behind it. Um, but yeah, they, they have the Monster Mart down there in, in Falk, um, Arkansas. And then they also do a festival every year and it's very popular. Um, Lyle Blackburn, Lyle Blackburn's done a book about it. And, uh, you know, that seems to be one of his big areas of interest if you're curious. Um, but it's been very successful. It's done well um you know people travel all over just to go to the monster mart of course it's got a statue you know that's dedicated to it um and then we also even have places like roswell that has a fucking ufo shaped mcdonald's in yeah. it yeah yeah i really want to make it out there but it's yeah, it, you know same. it's interesting when you bring up like uh how you know the braxy thing like you said a whole thing trying to build around one sighting it almost makes it i'm gonna come, keep bringing this back to loveland um, sure. Because I love that story, and it, it almost seems like they're really, they're really making an effort to pass on that one. They really want to put that story behind them, and I think it's interesting why a community would choose to do that. You know what I mean? When well, we were down there and we saw all these places being built, why don't we buy a property there, Pat, and open a Loveland Frog Museum? I bet they wouldn't let us. I bet people have come to them in the past and wanted to do stuff like this because they do it in other places with less ammunition. Yeah. I bet, like I said, I think there's a concerted effort to keep this story suppressed there. 
they don't want the publicity. Maybe it's because they don't need it. Maybe it's because a lot of these places are, and you know, Roswell is incredibly fucking hard to get to, as we've talked about plenty of times. I've been wanting to go to Roswell for so long, and it's something me and my wife talk about all the time, and it's impossible to get there. It's not impossible, but it's Why? like you gotta because you gotta. You, what do you do? You fly into like Albuquerque, and then you drive for fucking seven hours in the oh. middle of the desert. Like it's just a pain in the ass. And then there's nothing really there. Like you would have to go for the Fourth of July thing, right? Because that's when the uh, second, no, July second is like when the uh, Roswell Festival is or whatever. Because that's that's when the UFO crashed. Sure. And it's like okay, great. So now you're busting ass to get out in the middle of the desert in July. And, uh, you know, there's not really like, I don't know. We've just never, we've never done it. We've come close to planning it a couple of times and never pulled the trigger on it. Um, and it's because it's just kind of, it's a pain in the ass to get to, but Loveland isn't necessarily, it's a suburb of Cincinnati, you know, an upscale one at that. Right. So, so maybe they're like, look, we don't want this frog business. We don't want people afraid to come here because they're think that frog people are going to steal their fucking children. We don't want weirdos like us coming in there every other day you know <laughs> wandering around the side of the roads <laughs> taking pictures next to the trees and shit <laughs> i mean it could be you know i don't know I, I would be curious to see how that would pan out if if the attempt was made but you know i don't i don't have um i don't have just attempt to do this and see what happens type of money or i would um you know because i think that you know why not why not embrace them i think it would bring in tourism i mean that's why the beast of busco did so well was because that was one of the theories to it was that um some of the sightings might have been hoax or whatever to keep it interesting because it brought in tourists mm-hmm. i and, don't think the 1948 one was at all because that was pretty much verified by a lot of different people there's, a lot of people were like i saw this thing yeah there's no picture. and it's not unrealistic i mean yeah. there's some big ass turtles out there in the world. I mean, right. I mean, as far as going back to the beast of Busco, the the size of it is not um, definitely is not uh, out of the ordinary for turtles. They they say that it's a, they thought it was an alligator snapping turtle. Um, the explanation as to how it wound up in that particular lake was kind of interesting. I had read somewhere that traveling salesmen used to carry turtles with them because you could eat them or some shit. <laughs> I know it was like, dude, or you could carry a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with you. But like the, the story was okay. like, well, yeah, when, when salesmen were on the road, they would carry turtles with them because um, they could be used as a source for food. And someone must have let one go in the lake. And that's why the turtle. But I was just like, this is I'm going to stop reading now because this is fucking you're not helping your it case. Kind of, when you started talking about traveling salesmen, I started thinking about like gremlins. And like you guys oh, okay. can buy some mogwai from like the Chinese shop or whatever, bye bye. like maybe that. Yeah, maybe maybe something like that happened, and he was just like, mm, he bought it, and he was like, hey, you know what? Never mind, and let it go. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know, um, but yeah, I mean, I I agree. Probably something did happen. Um, you know, probably was a big ass turtle in that lake at some point. Um, who knows? But mm. anyway, you know, we we know that these these things are of great success and then like i said we've seen other things continue to happen now um that have also 
you know been st- and again i think that mothman has a lot to do with it like the kelly Greenman festival like from the hopkinsville goblins they have their own festival now mm-hmm. um you know and that's that's kind of a newer thing uh the one that i'm going to um june 11th which i say it wrong apparently but i don't remember how you pronounce it i believe is in Wytheville, virginia um it's it's because uh, they had a flap of ufo sightings there at the time and it's the first annual one so um you know but they're but they're doing it to celebrate that i mean i think that it's becoming um a thing now it's becoming more of a thing mm-hmm. and i think that that's wonderful the jersey devil the jersey devil's getting its own festival this year oh, um but then you'd have to go to new jersey yeah i know i want to go but it's just not gonna it's not not this year maybe when they when you guys want me to talk there then i'll come see you at the (laughs) at the jersey devil festival um but yeah so i mean you know i think that it it is a good thing i think it's weird when people want to distance themselves from it even the mothman thing i don't know why the residents hate it so much because they're just small town people and they like a simple life yeah and sometimes i mean it's yeah small town rural people are very interesting i saw a lot of uh well i won't talk about the flags that i saw driving through (laughs) the great state of ohio and indiana this this weekend but you know there's many uh america is a quilt of many different colors (laughs) and uh there's lots of there's lots of different types of people out there and and they like to live the way they like to live and you know, oh, I didn't tell you this. You know what I did Saturday or Sunday? Uh, my brother-in-law in Fort Wayne is a police officer, and uh, he took me on a ride-along. That's cool. So that's, that's what that. I did Easter morning is I got to ride around with a cop, and uh, we did not fight crime. We did not shoot anybody. We just kind of just kind of cruised around and talked shit. <laughs> but that was <laughs> that was the the punctuation mark. I meant to like that's you know that, I thought that was the one thing that was missing. So when I was in when I was in Cherbusco. Cherbusco, I'm sorry. Um, we went to this diner for lunch, and uh, I did not ask people about the uh, the giant turtle. And I was kind of tempted because there was this older couple that was sitting next to us that was paying a lot of attention to us because we did not have uh, accents, you know? I mean, we didn't sound like okay. hillbillies. And I wanted to turn to him and be like, hey, we're here to see the turtle. What, what can you tell us about that? And I probably should have. If I was a better investigator or interviewer, I should have. And I, I could have even recorded them, you know, but I didn't. I was just like ignoring, like, uh, and just kind of talk to my family. And that's something we really didn't do in Loveland either is we didn't like harass people. Like we could have talked to those kids that were cleaning up that park. Um, yeah, that's true. And maybe if I had, if I don't know, I felt weird because like I wanted to wear our T-shirt. So I was wearing the, on Wednesdays, we talk weird merchandise, official t-shirt. Yeah. But then I only brought one pair of shorts and it was black. So I was wearing all black and I felt very weird about that. Like I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm not that kind of guy. Why? Because I don't walk around in all black. Like what the fuck? Like it's 1998 or something. Like I don't do that. But I did it and I was like, oh great. Now I look like the weirdo here to talk about the fucking frog people wearing all black. I'm 40. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You can walk around and wear all black. Nobody cares. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think if I, I, I probably, when I, 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 you know, we learned a lot about this though. And I think that was, uh, that's something, something we get apart on our list, on our listeners, I feel is uh, what we learned from our field investigation this weekend. And it's dress normal so that people feel comfortable talking to you. Right. 
always have a grappling hook in the car probably have like a list of things that we want to do like we i feel like we should have taken more pictures or like had like concrete things that we should have done i don't know it was my first time doing it so i'm trying to critique myself a little bit no yeah. i mean i i do this a lot <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you there's not really much else that we should have done i mean <laughs> it's kind of how it goes was, you know what i mean like <laughs> right i mean yeah this is exactly it it's not as it seems like like when you see the shit on tv or whatever you're like oh that looks so neat no it's not it's just because they have a really good editor like it's really they're cutting out lots neat. of fucking yeah <laughs> lots of nothing and that's what i tell people when something does happen it's fucking amazing nothing was going to happen in loveland that just wasn't going it just wasn't going to work um you know it just wasn't the time now yeah we probably could have walked around and talked to people or whatever i mean talk to those kids at least like they were yeah yeah i mean i guess we probably could have i mean i'm not shy about talking i mean i i do that a lot but you know sometimes the vibe is just not there and like i'll I'll sign that yeah i hear you you know they they were busy they i don't want to go up to them and be like hey i know you're fucking busting your ass to clean this park up but like what about this frog man you know (laughs) like you know you just don't i don't know like it's like it just depends on you know where you, at. you kind of read the room you know I hear you. um i don't i don't crash into west virginia and be like hey i'm here for the mothman you know it doesn't it doesn't happen that way um but you know i, I think that that probably would have been it i think maybe even the loveland um castle people would have been interested because they i think that they probably know history and i'm sure they know about the frog you know we mm. probably could have talked to them but we had to pee really bad well i had to pee really bad and, um, you know, even so our bladders like, synced up that's how that's how much <laughs> no we're just both old <laughs> so, we both drank a lot of water that morning drank a lot of water yeah i was very hydrated um but no i mean you know but this is how it goes and like that's why i say you have to go you can't just go to these places one time and be like oh nothing happened so i'm just gonna no you have to continue to go back over and over and over again you know i still go to point pleasant and run into somebody and we start talking and i learn something new you know when i think that there's everything that i think that there is to know about the not not just the mothman but the town the history no you learn something new and you know it's very important to um continue with these things and you know if you're somebody and maybe you want to get into this type of stuff um start searching in your own backyard make it something easy that you can get to not literally like your backyard because i think that there's probably not bigfoot in your backyard or mothman or whatever um but like you know just in your town in your general area you have legends there i promise you you do people come up to me all the time and they're like oh there's nothing here i know there's nothing here and i'm like oh really and it takes me like a five minute google search to find out that you guys got all kinds of weird shit so Oh, yeah. you know if you're if you're that bad at, at googling then you probably shouldn't even this probably isn't the job for you i'll be honest um <laughs> you know, but you know you, there's something everywhere and if if you want to get into that type of stuff you might not have a, a mothman town or a you know falc you know town or whatever big turtle town um but you know you got something and, and you can start and most of it is just you going to these places and physically being there in the moment while 90% of the time fucking nothing happens but that 10% let me tell you that 10% is it's just completely magical it's crazy it blows your mind every time and um yeah that's why I'm gonna get off my soapbox on that yeah no it made me want to do this more it made me want to do this a lot more and I'm, I'm as soon as we end this episode I'm gonna try to figure out when we can do this again 
Um, I want to do it again, you know, and you're right. There is a lot of stuff in my backyard. There's a lot of stuff in Wisconsin. You know, I, it definitely made me want to uh, take advantage more of my relationship with Tobias and them. Like, cause they do in-person meetups and shit. And like, they're not that far away. You know, it's only a couple hours. The beast of Bray road. That's like an hour and a half from me. Um, yeah. You know? And like I said, uh, bachelor's Grove cemetery. And I, I looked that up because I think that would be, uh, that's supposed to be like the most haunted cemetery in America. And it is five minutes away. It's it's literally right down the fucking street. It's halfway between here and my daughter's house. You know what I mean? And I've Are gone. Hang out there. I've gone there before, and nothing really happened. I went there. We went there one Halloween, and it's uh, it's private property. It's a cemetery, but it's not open to the public. And there's so there's no like parking lot. Like you have to kind of park and then like oh. run across the street, and then you get in there and stuff. And I remember we went. And I was very nervous and very scared. And I, I went, I was probably like in my early 20s. And I went with a, a, me and a couple other people. We were going to take some pictures and see what happens. And uh, I'm walking around and I'm all nervous. And I'm wor- worried about getting arrested. I'm worried about like, you know, fucking a portal opening up or some shit. And um, came across this like dad with his kids. Like there was a bunch of other people there. <laughs> just like random assholes on a saturday afternoon and uh i realized like oh this is what this is like (laughs) you're going to yes it's the most haunted cemetery in america on a a saturday afternoon yeah there's like half a dozen other families here (laughs) walking around taking pictures of shit hoping to find orbs or whatever you know um and it kind of like just ruined the whole thing for me where i was like oh and uh, never went back. But this kind of doing this stuff makes me want to go back. Like, fuck it. Maybe it's time I take my kids there. And I'll go there and, you know, I'll, I'll bring my kids and then I'll look over and I'll see a bunch of stoned 22-year-olds. And I'll realize that time is a flat circle. And, oh, my God, that's me 20 years ago. And here I am now. And it'll fucking blow my mind. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, and you got to be prepared when you go do these things. You have to be prepared to not give a fuck about what the people around you think. So yeah. Part of it. Like you have to let go of that. And and it's hard, you know, and, and like I said, sometimes you just get to a place and the vibe just isn't there. And you're like, I'm fucking weird and I feel fucking weird and not in the good, weird way, just in the awkward way. I'm going to leave now, <laughs> you know, but for the most part, you just got to go out and just, like I said, just not give a shit. I mean, if people are like looking at you doing shit, you'd be like, what? I'm over here fucking hunting the Mothman or whatever it is you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm over here looking for ghosts. You know, there's Frogman here. Didn't you know? Um, Cause more often than not, those people are going to be very curious, not in a bad, weird, judgy way, but like they're interested. Yeah. I think and... those, those kids that saw us sneak off in the woods thought we were probably either going to get high or fuck or both definitely yeah. thought that for sure <laughs> which, which i was um, fine with I was like all right <laughs> i kept saying that i'm like they probably think i was thinking that i was like maybe they think that like i'm a prostitute and like, <gasps> <laughs> I'm not trying to out. <laughs> hey man it's, it didn't hurt my rep i'm like they're gonna see me walk in with this one gonna... like, there's some entanglement going on so we gotta meet up at the fucking park and sneak off into the woods you know i don't know i mean i am married so <laughs> but i don't know if we'd have to go to the woods in ohio for that <laughs> oh my god Scott. we're supposed to be convincing people that we don't sleep together <laughs> well we were awake i'll tell you that I'll, I'll put my hand on the bible and attest to that there was no sleeping involved oh my god <laughs> whatever <laughs> why do wake the whole fucking time oh uh, well you have to when you're looking for frog people you gotta be 
on top of your game. Yeah. Um, no, there was a, well, I'd, I'd point that out in lots of places to get high and have sex without anybody really knowing that you're there, that you're there. So, yeah. um, if you're looking to get high and fucked by the river, there's lots of places and love one to do that. If, if it's good enough for a cryptid to avoid, if it's good enough for an entire species to avoid detection, <laughs> chances are you can get high and bone there too. So it's a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much, you know, um, but you know, it was, uh, yeah, they probably, that, I'm sure they thought that cause we're both, we're not their age. You know, if we were teenagers, they'd probably be like, Oh, they're getting high, but we're not teenagers. So they're probably like, Oh, they're trying to fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they thought. <laughs> well, at least they, like, we were in there for a good 10 minutes. So, I mean, at least they, they thought I can hold a nut. <laughs> at least 10 minutes, at least seven. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. You know. <laughs> Oh gosh! I hope they told somebody that day. I hope they like went home and they're like, "Man, I saw something weird today." <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what that was about. But <laughs> <laughs> they went in there. The one guy was dressed in all black. They looked like he was dressed in all black. The other one's wearing a fucking Chuck E. Cheese shirt. On. <laughs> <laughs> the forty-year-old, the forty-year-old guy dressed in all black with this with this twenty-year-old fucking red-haired chick in a Chuck E. Cheese shirt. <laughs> fucking big ass knockers stomping around in the woods she's smoking yeah. a cigarette the whole time let's get this over with <laughs> in illinois plates no less parked in the handicapped spot because oh <laughs> right. i got that placard i'm using it every chance i get my family won't let me use it because they're embarrassed that i have that thing i don't give a shit <laughs> use it every chance i get i don't want to fucking have to walk far than that that's hilarious i didn't think about the fact that it was chicago plates in the handicap spot wow that's <laughs> that just that's a whole nother level i'm like who the I fuck hope they write they're... a story about it i hope that they thought we were the frog people like these people these men yeah. in black they came from another out of time these weirdos just <laughs> showed up walked into the woods accomplished whatever they set out to accomplish <laughs> and then walked back to the car and drove off <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they thought i don't care you know it's oh, fun to think about though we'll end up on some kind of reddit thread i'm sure i hope so i hope so like the creepy encounters thread or something like right. i saw this thing i hope so um that's hilarious yeah i mean sometimes i'm sure that people leave um seeing what you what you do and then they're like that's oh, really weird you know people have, i've i've people have come across some really weird things that we've we've done in the woods especially in point pleasant um <laughs> so <laughs> You just kind of have to let it go <laughs> and be like, whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, those are definitely not the only places that you can go and visit and do the touristy stuff. Um, there's a lot of places that, that you can go do things at. Um, but again, you kind of got to put the footwork in in your own area and uh, figure out what's out there. Um, just go look and it's not so obvious. I mean, people think this is not a big community. I, I don't know why there's this assumption that there's thousands and thousands of millions of people that are interested in these topics like this. There aren't. Um, so, you know, if you don't find uh, something that really hits home for you on the first uh, Google page that you land on, there's more. Keep digging. It's there. I promise. Um, <laughs> there's always something. So anyway, Pat, you got anything else for, for this week? No, that's all I can think of. Well, happy 420, everybody. Yeah. Um, what did I say last year? Um, smoke doobies and smack booties. Is that, is that what I said? Yes. Yes. It's good, it's good for this one, too. So 
I'll put it on a t-shirt one of these days. There you go. That's definitely going on the next t-shirt. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday.